Hi, everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to talk to you about, you know, Veronica and ask Veronica questions and also do our little pep date for everybody. Well, I have to say it's been a really odd couple of weeks. Uh, We've been having bad weather here in California, Um, lots of rain, wind that we normally don't have, you know, cold rain coming in. And about two weeks ago, I had we had a horrible storm in the middle of the night, and I heard a big crash and boom at the time. And I go out in the rain to see what happened, and the wind, we had 50-mile-an-hour winds, and the wind blew the top of the um, cover for the biggest tortoises. We have three large tortoises, and it blew off. It was raining sideways. I could barely stand, and I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> And then when I looked into where they were, I live on a property that's slanted. So all the water runs a certain way, and their habitat was starting to fill up. And, okay, now these are 150-pound tortoises. What are you going to do? So a friend of mine came over and said, okay, we're going to get them into these garbage pails. (laughs) I have big garbage pails where we live. And so we tipped them over, we got on the ground, and we shoved them in there. They were all mad because, you know, this was, they were sleeping, and then we interrupted. I rolled them into my kitchen. I had these three large tortoises in three big, tilted-on-their-side garbage cans for about six or seven days because it rained obnoxiously that weekend for, like, six days after. So nobody could go. I couldn't get anybody over here to fix anything when it's still monsooning and blowing. And everything, but finally, I got someone to come over and fix the habitat. We've fortified it so that that won't happen again. Uh, but it was very interesting having three large tortoises in the house all at the same time. Um, the cats were put out. They were like, "What evil is this? And why is this evil in our house?" I mean, they they stalked them, and the dogs, of course, were like curious. But then they just acted like they were part of the furniture. And in the house, it was. You know, I thought, oh, God, I'm going to be, you know, inundated with crap and all kinds of stuff. But I was able to hold it together. There was no other place to put them that was safe, and it kept raining, and it was cold. So they actually had a nice little vacation. I took good care of them. But I was really glad to see them go back outside, and I think they were really glad to go back to outside, too, because that's that's where they like to live. So, Tony, is it still yeah. nice over there? In, well, uh, we did. Well, we did have a nor'easter on Tuesday, and um, we lost power for a little while, but we're back up, and it was like 45 degrees today. Ooh. Well, that's so, cool. yeah. Yeah, so well, everything's I'm gonna go over get... here. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear the puppies and kitty all good? Oh, we're all good. All good. Yep. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to go get Veronica. Uh, All right, honey. You can talk to our audience for a few minutes. Hang on. You got it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. We have some wonderful questions, as I always say, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Janair. Is it a life path for a soul to take on poverty for this experience? 
everybody comes in with different plans to experience something. And there are a lot of times in the life where it isn't going to be all pretty. There's going to be times where you're going to have to go through some tough things. And maybe this person who picked that poverty for this time, maybe they abused the fact that they were in abundance in another life and didn't treat others nicely enough or kindly enough. And so maybe they come back to experience the poverty so they can firsthand feel more empathy next time around and have some spiritual growth happen and maybe instill a little bit of kindness in them for the next round. So, yes, many people pick lives that maybe aren't the best, but there's always some sort of reason for it. And it could have been some mishap in a past life moment, or maybe they just want to know what it feels like. We think Mother Teresa and those kinds of personalities pick up on helping people, and they like to experience it for themselves. So, yeah, some people do pick that, but it isn't because they're masochistic or anything. It's just they want to know, and they want to have a feeling, and they want to have empathy. And that's a good way to get it. Okay. Well, our next question is coming from Michael. Do we carry the ego-based human needs of significant invalidation with us when we leave Earth, the physical? The ego is a linear thing. It is the sense of self while in the human form. Yes, many those who are an ego on Earth do search for significance and validation when they are living the life. But when you're not in the physical reality, things aren't so pressing. You don't feel like you need to prove yourself. You have the ability to look at everything you've done, and you may see that you've had a well-rounded experience. So it's not necessary to carry that longing for significance or longing for validation. It's not necessary because you're able to see everything you've done and not just the particular life you're currently in or just leaving. So you don't carry the ego-based stuff with you. You are aware of it, but you don't carry it with you. Okay. Well, our next question is coming from Kat. Some days went out in my hammock as I look around. I see the airfield with very bright spots in this matrix of atmosphere. Or is there something wrong with my eyes? The matrix is lots of times what you're seeing is there's sometimes some, let's say, dust in the air or particles in the air that are very, very microscopic. And when the light shines on them in a certain way, they tend to brighten up a little bit more than others. It is part of the matrix grid, but what you're seeing is not the grid. It is most likely these particles in the air that are part of the grid, but not so. So nothing's wrong with your eyes, dear. Um, That's what you're seeing. There are some diseases, if we think of the eyes, that does participate in that. But with you, that's not, not what is going on. And the grid is something that is rather magical. And we think that looking at the little bright spots, you might even be able to see a little bit of the grid part if you're lucky. But we think the particles are more like dust and part, little uh, pieces of stuff that shine back and look bright. That's all it is. 
right, our next question is coming from Susan. Do the fragments who are combining on the higher planes have any responsibilities such as oversight or contributing to guidance for the process of the physical plane and its fragments? Yes. What do you think we're doing here? We are helping those who are not as far along on the path as we are. That's what we're doing. And there are many different responsibilities for oversouls, as they are called, to help those who are coming up behind them. And it's all that much a very linear perspective. All of you should read The Education of Oversoul 7. We think, now it's not an easy read, um, but it does kind of open up the parts of your mind that are so clinging white knuckled to the linear reality. It will open up your consciousness a bit to accept the fact that everything is multidimensional and there are different planes of existence. Now, we could sit here all day, you know, and give you example after example, but we think the best thing that all of you who are interested in understanding this a bit more, it's called The Education of Oversoul 7. It was written by Jane Roberts. She channeled it out. And we do think it will help you have a broader perspective than what we could ever give you in this form. But it does happen. And there are many different levels. You can be participating in many different levels at the same time, plus the, you know, the parallel lives and the congruent lives, all that. It's a very complicated maze of a puzzle, so to speak. But it does happen. Um, and we would highly recommend reading. Again, we'll say it, The Education of Oversoul 7 by Jane Roberts. All right, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And great questions, as I always say, and I always encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, yes, we are. We were sitting okay. here waiting to speak to all of you today because we think what's really important right now is focus. Focus on your well-being. Focus on things that you're creating in your reality. Focusing on your choices. It's very easy in a chaotic vibration. And we all know you're in a chaotic vibration. Um, it's very easy to lose one's focus, to get distracted easily and looking at things that aren't the complete good thing for you in a wholesome kind of way. So we say when the wind is blowing and there's all kinds of stuff blowing in the air and it's chaotic and confusing, don't join that party. Step back from it and say, whoa, wait a minute, calm down. And let the wind blow and let, you know, let the chaos move away from you a bit and you find the spot where you're going to focus. You're going to find the spot where the wind isn't blowing and you're going to put your focus there and bring in the choices that you make every day and the things that you're trying to accomplish every day. Bring them into that very clear focus. If you don't, you may find yourself chasing your tail quite a bit trying to figure out where the chaos isn't. Decide that you're going to focus and stop what you're doing for a second. Say, whoops, settle. 
I'm not going to join that chaotic party over there because if I do, I'm certainly not getting anything done. So every day, take a moment or two and decide you're going to focus. Maybe, you know, write down two or three things that you wish to accomplish or address and focus. Don't let any other chaotic energy blow in your face and confuse you because you'll just have to circle around, get settled again, and start all over, and that's never fun. So make it an effort every day to focus. Leave the chaos at the table and say, oh, not doing that right now. I'm going to be over here. And we think your days will turn out better. The participation in linear reality will be a little easier. And we all know it's not very easy right now. So any sort of comfort along the way would be welcome. So start focusing. It may help you. All right. Well, we will conclude for the day. Tony has a few things going on. Today we are going to send a lot of good energy to Tony and her partner, Mark, and send them all the love that we can possibly muster in this day. So we want you all to have a wonderful week. Decide today that you are going to do the focusing and the day is going to be better. Everyone has to start focusing in a more positive way. We love all of you and we wish you all a fine day.